1: Do you ever get to go back to Zimbabwe? Ah, uh, the last time I went was 2018, and that was the first time I'm going back in 10 years. This time when I went back, like, there was girls at the airport, <laughs> like, like, Do you know what's crazy though? I, you can tell I was in Africa, didn't it? They're asking me to sign their wrists. A wrist? <laughs> like, <laughs> rawr!
2: I used to do that! <laughs> Welcome to the Rhythm of Life with me, Oti my guest this week is a singer, songwriter, dancer and social media influencer. He is from my favourite place in the world, Africa. Yes, I said it. It's none other than the amazing Donell Mangana. And I know he's going to love that I said he sent him, right? Donnell. Mangana, oh, welcome Janelle
1: to the podcast I'm so happy you said my name correct because there's so many times <laughs> where people don't say it correct <laughs> Especially my surname I
2: knew it
1: Especially my surname
2: I literally knew, I was like, Do you know what, he's going to be so happy that someone can actually pronounce finally.
1: his surname Mangana uh, Mangana, <laughs> finally, thank you, thank you, no, I'm so happy to be here, how are you?
2: I'm really, really good, so you were born in Zimbabwe, yeah?
1: I was born in Manchester,
2: Whoa.
1: Plot twist I know Plot twist bow, bow,
2: bow, bow.
1: I know I was born in Manchester And then Back then Like All my cousins Were going to live With my grandma So And where's your grandma In Zimbabwe So they okay. were like Yo you finna go too <laughs> So I was like Cool I, I, So I didn't say cool I didn't even know what's going on But I was a couple months old And I just went to Zimbabwe Kicked it with my grandma For about 6 years 5-6 years And then I came back So when I came back I felt like a, a fresh kid, like, I felt like there's a new country. So
2: mom, so, mom and dad, your mom and dad still lived in Manchester when you left?
1: Yeah, yeah, they lived in Manchester. Okay. And then, and then sh- yeah, they, they, they shipped me off on a plane, but same thing.
2: My parents did the same. I I mean, I, I wasn't born in Manchester, but I lived a lot of my kid years with your grandma. In it. My All grandma.
1: Right. Why? Why do we? Why do Africans do that?
2: Because they have to work. They need. They need caretakers. Somebody needs Jeez. to take care of the. Are you the last born?
1: I'm the first boy. I'm. I am the. <laughs> I, I'm the first born, dog. Like my parents are young when they had me, so they were like, "Yep, yeah, you gotta go." <laughs> They're like, "You gotta get out of here." But I think but.
2: probably. Probably that was because they wanted to work on their career so they can secure a future for you. Yeah. Tell me what it was like being raised by grandmas. Because grandmas, African grandmas don't play. They will take <sighs> that shoe out in a minute.
1: Let, let me tell you something, yeah. I was talking <laughs> to my cousin. I was talking to my cousin, my female cousin, last night. We'll talk about my grandma and like yeah. I was the only boy and then all my older cousins were all female, so there was there was five of them. The old female. Yes. But I was the favored one. So my grandma every time,
2: oh.
1: everything like I remember one time my glasses broke. I'm pretty sure I even broke them, and she blamed it on one of my <laughs> older cousins. Yo, when I tell you the favor, it was like, bro, that's that was like elite. I was living life. I was like a king, yeah, and and the way my grandma was to me was very different to everyone else. But like my yeah, me and my grandma were homies, like, and I and I I missed that because it's like, I wouldn't trade it for anything else, because it's like, right, like, that's like, it was really cute, yeah. thinking back.
2: There's no kind of love that you can substitute for a grandma's love. It's, yeah. The hug is so different, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they're so soft. All grandmas are soft. Like,
2: <laughs> Well, to you, she was soft. So who did you listen to when you were growing up? Because you, you are such an incredible artist. When you, you were, well, the first memory that you can remember, who was it that influenced you the most?
1: Ah, growing up. Mm. So when I came back to the UK, my dad was doing music. So he had a studio set up in my room. Back then we had like a, like we were living in like a two bedroom flat in Southampton. Mm -hmm. And and then I remember my dad was into music, so he'd do music. So I remember waking up at like 2am and saying loud music, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, like this guy is really at it. Like he really wants to make it. Like, <laughs> but I didn't really, I didn't realize it was going to influence me because I really, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Then I started to listen yeah. to the likes of JLS, Justin Bieber in primary school, and then I, and then Chris Brown, yeah, um, Usher, the whole lot. So they influenced me in the performance aspect and the whole like, yeah, being cool aspect. And then I. I ended up liking, like, a lot of the Afro stuff, like, influenced by the likes of uh, WizKid, Mr. Easy. I remember listening to Mr. Easy on the way to school. And then it's crazy because now, like, I've got his number and, like, we're f- like he's, like, my big bro. But it's, like, thinking back to school, like, I never really thought or saw myself... I knew, like, I was going to be chasing my dream and I knew it was going to yeah. happen. But I didn't know how it would start to happen.
2: Yeah. So so, so when you're you're at home... And you've just moved from Zimbabwe Yeah and you're you're now in Southampton. Yeah. What was the first song that your dad played or that you guys used to just play where you were like, Oh gosh, I actually love this music thing?
1: My dad used to play oh I can't even talk about this. <laughs> Why not? My dad my dad used to play a lot of R. Kelly in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie, them songs are hard, boy. No, it's but sad. but it, it influenced.
2: But it's an influence. I think you know what we need to. He was a, a vital part of a lot of people's growing ups. What he did in his personal life was obviously not good, but he did he did produce good music. So he, he used to play Al Kelly.
1: Yeah, separate from obviously who he was as a person. Like the music back then, we didn't know anything about what he of was course, doing.
2: Absolutely. So I remember
1: being in the car, like my dad just like, "Can you see the exit? Exit, <laughs> see that." Exit, let's go at this club. Exit, and I'm thinking, yo, this guy is hard. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about, but it's so hard. And thinking back, I'm thinking, right, this song was dirty. He's talking about taking a girl home from the club. But being young, I was yeah. like, yeah, like, this is, this sounds wavy. like. And then um, I remember listening to Will I Am and Usher, like oh my gosh! And these are old music. Like my, my mom would have a go at my dad for playing in the car, because my dad had this car, right? My dad had a BM. He had like a a BMW. Of like he, so, there was no space in my dad's boot. Okay. It was just speakers. Yeah. Just speakers. He was that guy.
2: That is such a South African thing that no? you don't have Isn't boot it? space. You put a speaker there, and then the back is the boot.
1: The back is the <laughs> boot. Like you might as well not have a back seat. Like. And then every time, like, my dad used to bang out this music. And so I felt it with extra vim. And this is why I feel like I'm into music even more. Because the yeah. bass would just punch through my chest. And then I remember, like, listening to all this stuff, like Asha, OMG, and the whole lot. And then my dad was just introducing me into all this kind of music I'd never heard in Zimbabwe and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, right like this. So this you're
2: thing. telling me that Asha, oh my God, was basically you as a childhood. Oh, 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 my Is it-
1: God. <laughs> Bro, that song, yeah? I'll tell you one story, yeah? My mom used to tell me off. She's like, don't, don't take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Why are you singing that song? So I got banned from singing that song for a while
2: how how important was religion in your like oh god in in your family growing up?
1: yeah, I'm a Christian, so like obviously growing up it's like we all yes. we all go to church and we're Sunday all going school. to we're all going to church every Sunday, yeah, but then for me, I took it upon myself like I didn't want to just believe because I was getting told to believe so i I took it upon myself to to see like mm-hmm. is God real like so I started praying and I started obviously seeking god and then i started seeing certain things come into fruition in my life and certain certain um yeah prophecies coming into life and certain things like there's a bible verse that says seek you first the kingdom of, of god and his righteousness and everything else shall be added unto you and then like that was my favorite verse and i was like yo i'm gonna try this so i seek god pray try to live in a good way and then i saw certain things happen in my favor And I was like, rah, so God's real. Like, I remember I had, like, a, 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 like, a, a, in my room, I've got, like, this, this Mm -hmm. board, like, goals. And I wrote down, lose, bear, like, even things that are, like, seem impossible. I wrote them down. And I started praying. And, um, and then I remember one time, like, I saw, like, I was listening to worship music. I was doing the dishes, yeah? I, I still do the dishes at home. Um, I was doing the dishes. And then, um, I remember, like something told me, like if it felt as something. I saw like a like a an, an image in my head of like goal number five is what's gonna happen next. Like that's what God's gonna do for me next. And obviously, I'm a young guy, so I'm thinking, rah. Like does yeah. God really speak like that? Like, but anyway, if that's if that's if that's God's way of yeah. speaking, that's calm. And then I and then I went up to my room and I, I looked at number five and it said present my first TV show and I was like, but bro, I wanna be a singer still. Like I wanna do music. And then, not long after that, I got in touch with mm. a producer from CBBC. They offered me, like, a, as a role to be a presenter on this CBBC show um, called um, The Ultimate Playlist, which is, like, a music show. And then celebrities come on and, and whatnot. And it was just, like, cool for me because it's, like, that's the first step into TV. And I'm like, yo, like, that actually happened and that was all my goals. That's mad. So that's why I believe in God, yeah, basically. that's
2: such a beautiful thing. Do you want to eventually end up in TV? Do you want to become a presenter?
1: Yeah, I am like I'm doing I'm doing CBC playlists. Yeah. Um and I'm doing other stuff like with obviously with children's T V at the moment. But in terms of evolving, yes. like TV's very much because I took drama, like in school, I was very much into performing arts before I thought I I, I actually wanted to be an actor when oh, I was younger. Oh wow. In,
2: Do you still like to be an actor?
1: Yeah, one hundred. I feel like it's very important to have different strings to your bow and, and using yeah. All your abilities to, to be able to elevate your career and yourself and also to inspire as well.
0: So, yeah.
2: That's so, so amazing.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: So now, okay, so we're, we're back in Southampton now, yes? And your dad yeah. is playing this song that you're not allowed to, to play. And you start singing and you realize, oh my gosh, I can sing. How old were you when you realized that you could actually sing?
1: Pfft. No actually this is when we moved actually. Like when I really realized I could sing was when my dad called me into the into the into his another studio now. He turned the dining room into a studio now in this oh. new house here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this guy <laughs> and and um basically my mom was like, "Oh, I heard the noise singing in the shower, he's really good." My dad was like, "Ah, are you sure?" Ah. And I was like, my mom was like, "Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he can actually sing." So he called me in and my dad plays keys at church. So wow. so he's like, don't come sing. And then I start singing. And I remember the first time I sang to my dad, he cried, yo. And I was thinking like, yo, you're a big man, bruv. Man up, like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Imagine your dad wanted yeah. to, to be a big artist and he couldn't. And he found out that he actually gave, what, has, has a son who's so super talented.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a special moment because it's like, i never really seen my dad cry like that. Like, yeah, like,
2: How old were you then?
1: I was young. Probably about 10-ish, 10, 11, wow. I could be say.
2: Okay, so now you can sing. What happens next?
1: I asked my dad to enter Britain's Got Talent. And he said I need to develop, so that hurt my ego a bit. And then I, I, <laughs> so, he just started making me sing at church. And then I started playing drums at church. Um... And uh, I self taught how to le- how to play drums. Wow. And then I would even have to speak in church. I do poetry. Like every Mother's Day, I was busting out a poem. So I was just saying poem. Mm-hmm. So that was like me learning how to write. I ended up doing uh, like a lot of like performance stuff, talent shows at school. Yeah, just all that kind of stuff. And then it led me on to like obviously entering the X Factor yeah. in year 11, I think. So I, I entered the X Factor. And the dumbest thing I did, I went to a birthday party two days before, and I sung my like I sung my heart out, like I was screaming with the boys, <laughs> <laughs> like singing Drake. Drake's album just dropped. Everyone's banging it out. Everyone's dancing to it at the, at the party. I lost my voice.
2: Oh no!
1: I know, I know. I went to perform to the producers, and I sang Hotline Bling, the worst one of my life. And then I didn't get in, so I was like, cool. And then. I started posting on Instagram. I was at school, and I think I had like seventeen k on Instagram. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to the voice people. I'm gonna enter. I entered to go in a voice.
2: So this is this is after they had turned you down.
1: Yeah, this is after the X Factor turned me down.
2: Oh, X Factor turned you down,
1: Simon Cowell, if you're watching, mate. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> and so I, I just yeah, so I did the voice. Yeah. I went through. And, but you know, the thing is, Africans, yeah? Let me tell you something about my dad. Tell me. There's something about African dads, yeah? There's a sense of like, basically, when I did The Voice, it was leading up to my parents' 10-year wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. So when I wanted to go on audition to the producers in London, I was 15. I was mm-hmm. like, Dad, I want to go perform. My dad is like, ah, there'll be other opportunities. I'm like, Huh? Eh? Bro, <laughs> they want me to perform. They want me to come. He's like, ah, there'll be plenty more opportunities. You don't need to worry about that. Can you imagine I was mad? And then my aunties were at my house. So they were like trying to persuade my dad. But you know, my dad is
2: like... That, uh, yeah, he's ma- got this pride. It's a pride. Yeah.
1: He's already said no. So it's hard. is tough. It's tough now. <laughs> and he, so for him to say yes, he's like, nah, fam, if I say yes, yes. now, then what, what, what was the point of me saying no back then? So yeah, begged, I begged, it was still a no. And then one day I was like, you know what? I was going to ask him nicely, dad, can I please go? He's like, yeah, you can go. So, yeah, I think the train was, like, £30,000 £30 from Southampton to London. But then there was no one to take me to audition because you had to be 18 or over to be able to go on your own. <sighs> Bruh, no one could take me. So I hollered at one of my other... Yo, I've got plenty of cousins, by the way. I hollered at one of my other cousins <laughs> in London.
2: <laughs> in London.
1: Yeah, and she took me. And then I went back and I started going back. And then the more I started to progress, the more my dad started to see, like, oh, like, maybe there might be something there yeah. yeah and then the voice happened and i feel like that was the first step of my career where i was like okay cool like this is me stepping out yeah as in like properly showing myself to the world
2: yes so it that was. was
1: yeah and that was a very special moment because it's like a blur to me and so many crazy things happened that like i still to this day it doesn't make sense in my head
2: was the voice one of the things that you spoke to god about
1: Yes. So I remember when my dad said no, I was like, "God, if this is your will, let it be done." Like, if this is truly what you want to happen, allow like it to happen in abundance. Allow like it to happen in great ways. I don't want it to just be a flop. I want it to happen great. And then throughout the whole voice, throughout the whole like process, I was listening to "No Weapon" by Fred Hammond every day, on my way to on my way to rehearse on my way back. That song, I knew every everything that was coming in, like. At any second, I knew what second the stabs were covered in everything. The progression, like I was listening to that song every day, every day. It was just a crazy process, but yeah. I remember I kept God first and at the center of everything.
2: That's really good,
1: and I feel like that's what helped me to to be what I what what happened and to become who I am. So that's yeah.
2: amazing. So tell us about the voice because nobody ever really. Gives, like, what's happening in the backstages stages of yeah. the voice. How does rehearsal work? Yeah. How is it working with Will I Am of the voice?
1: So the voice is crazy. There's a lot. Like, I cried on the final week. I'm not going to lie. It was, it got to a point where it's like, yay, man. I was 16 as well. And, like, yeah. from, like, every week you're being put under pressure. Choreography, vocal rehearsal, studio, da-da-da-da. And that was just training for what was to come. So it's, like, yeah. you have to really put your mind to it. And for me, I was young. I wasn't scared. Like, everyone else is a better singer than me, so I had to dance <laughs> to sh- to showcase yeah. something greater. Like, I found myself... Because after you do the audition, you basically go up to sign contracts, like, for the whole TV thing. I went to Blind Manchester, and we watched all the blind auditions for everyone. And for some reason, I was sat there watching. Everyone else was amazing, and I felt so much under pressure It felt like sports day. Because I know in sports day, I always felt really, really nervous. Like, because there's some fast people. There's people that can always run faster than you. Blah, blah, blah. So I felt really nervous. And then, for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start dancing. Like, I'm going to be the coolest kid on here and dance. I know it's called The Voice, but I'm just going to try and switch it up and see what happens. It's a pun. If it works, it works. If it don't, I'm still young. I can come back next year. So I tried that. Yeah. And then... And next thing you know, like on the like as soon as the first episode comes out, I was on the first episode and I was the last act. So it just and then the the next time I was on TV, I did the battles with Rihanna. And I think that's the best performing video, I think, on the voice like history. Ever. Yeah.
2: How did you choose your first song? What was it about your first song that you liked?
1: Okay, let me tell you. When I went to audition to producers, <laughs> the vocal coach was called Walid. Now, Waleed lead is from South Africa, but he looks like he's he looks like he's from Fiji ish, but he's from South Africa, right? <laughs> okay. So, so he's like he's like, "Where you from? Where you from?" I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm from Zimbabwe." You're from Zimbabwe? Oh, I'm from South Africa. I was like, "Cool."
2: I love that you said that and you switched your accent. You made a
1: South African
2: accent <laughs> and then back into a British one. Okay. Like
1: he he really you could tell I be watching Jamie Fox. Yeah, uh, he he really like he really wanted me to push this this african agenda but i was very nervous he was like you're from africa i was like yeah he's like can you sing anything in in your language and i remember i i went with like six songs and then he was like cold water like let's try something with your language so we did the vocal lesson i left and i played my dad the voice note and i was like dad they made me sing in the belly i was he's like what i was like yeah it it does not make any sense it, it didn't make any sense. It had nothing to do with the song, yeah? But it sounded wavy. So I, I was like, I just went in there and I was like, yeah, this is this is what I'm going to do. Um, and back, I know, like, the the producers of the TV show were very nervous about me speaking in my own language because it's a British TV show. Yes. So I remember, and I didn't know this until the end of The Voice. Like, apparently, like, they didn't want they wanted to turn it down and they didn't want it to be yeah. like fully in your face because in the, in the in the battles, which is the second one they, um they basically were like, "Oh, we need to turn it down even more because it's like I was like eyeball like I was proper, like going at it, and they were like, "Oh, we don't understand what you're saying, so like can we yeah. change it
2: I remember your first edition and so my grandma's in Davila so I'm a quarter in Davila yes, it's, eh. like it's like I'm saying I'm a quarter French I'm a quarter Italian but I remember you singing and I cried I cried wow. and I remember I even tweeted you I cried and I was like because I had just gotten to the country I just started watching tv I just started kind of trying to understand what was going on. And I remember turning on the TV and you sang. And just because I'd missed home so much. I hadn't been home in such a long time. And you sang and just my whole face. And I started screaming at the TV and being like, oh my word, who is this person? And you made me so proud to be south african but so african and that's why today everything i do i make sure that people know <laughs> where i wow. come from and it was because of you
1: wow thank you so much that's crazy to hear man Jeez.
2: yeah no okay so that is part one thank you donald that was amazing please stay tuned because we're going to carry on onto part two and find out more about donald's hopes and dreams and his motivation that's
0: crazy yo
2: that was part one